Welcome to episode 28 of Small Talk What's at the Podcast, the At Home series. I'm here with the beautiful Aman Hassan. She is the founder and CEO of Aman Hassan Creative. She does partnerships at Pareso Miami Beach. I don't know if I said that right. And she's the contributor of Hello Mag India and also the founder of her new initiative, We Are Run, which we're going to get into. I'm super excited. Um, but I'm with Aman now. We've been wanting to do this. I would say so a very long time. I think right. close to a year and a half, if not more. So literally, yeah. And I'm so excited to finally do this with you. And thank you so much for taking out the time to speak to me and coordinating it. I could do it from like when I'm traveling. So I'm really excited about this. I'm so excited. Is this your first podcast episode? Yes, it is, by the way. I've never been on a podcast before, ever. And that's the first time when you reached out to me, I was almost nervous. And I was like, shit, can I really do a podcast and stuff? And I was like, you know, I'm just going to put myself out there. Yeah, for sure. No, I love when people tell me that because it seems intimidating, but it's honestly like, I feel like I we never even met in person, but I feel like I've known you forever. And so it's like yeah. a conversation with your friends. We're, we're, we're social media friends anyways. So yeah, I always yeah. slide into your DMs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, you're in Aspen right now. So yes. what made that, usually that was a spontaneous thing. You had a plan for a while. We had a ton of friends coming down. And at the time, you know, we hadn't planned anything at all for the summer. And, you know, we're like, why not be outdoors? Do something outdoorsy. We brought our dogs down, headed down here. I've been working from here primarily in the day and then going on hikes and stuff like that. So last time we had date night, it was great. It's just nice. It's nice to get out of Miami and just feel a sense of normality to whatever extent we can, given everything going on. Right. And I feel like nature right now is like so therapeutic. It's amazing. You know, you can go for long hikes. We're going whitewater rafting this afternoon. I was supposed to go paragliding, but it was too windy for me this morning. So it was just so nice. I'm getting to do things that I normally don't get to do because I live in Miami. So yeah, I love that. Um, So with every guest, before we go into like your business, I love like just going back to like the start. So like, let's first talk about your background. Where are you from? Where'd you go to school? So I am Southeast Asian. I'm Pakistani. So I'm born in the States. I lived in Pakistan. I went to the American school in Islamabad, the capital, till I was 12. Moved to then London. Was there for like school. Um, Went to college, undergraduate there. I did. went to King's College. I went to City for my master's in journalism. I, as an intern, started at Condé Nast. I worked for Tatler for the managing editor at the time. Then I graduated onto Vogue.com. So I was there for a little bit. And then my career, I started consulting even back then, I started like a personal shopping consulting sort of a service um, after my time at uh, Condé Nast. And then that job took me to the Middle East. So I moved to Dubai for almost two and a half years. And I was in-house at Bloomingdale's and Harvey Nichols. I was doing um, events for them and I was helping them with their with their styling program and all of that. And then I didn't want to be there anymore. And then I moved back to London. And then I moved to the States six years ago. And I've lived in Miami for the last six years. Wow. So you've done... Yeah, so I bopped around. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I was like doing my research on you, I was like, she has quite the resume. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. No, I moved around, you know, I like have gone from like being an editorial at Condé Nast to then like moving to doing like styling. So I, I like the fact that I moved around to kind of really figure out what I like. And I think that's also helped me with starting my own business 
like now as a consultancy and, and as our agency, because what we offer, and I'll get to that later, um, is so different to what everybody else is offering kind of in the market and how we're doing things. And it kind of all these different skill sets and experiences and people I've met along the way have helped me add to that and really create somewhere that I love to not only work, but I can able to also mentor people and have them excited to work there. No, and I definitely, your passion definitely shines through because when you talk about this stuff, I mean, obviously you're in the <laughs> industry, but did you always know this is an area you wanted to be in or? No, absolutely not. Like that's why I bopped around so much because originally my career was always like fashion, 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 fashion. And really over the last, um, you know, like when I moved to Miami, nobody was doing influencer marketing. I was one of the first people to start influencer marketing in Miami aggressively. Even back then, um, I started another company then started my own agency back then and it was smaller, but it was very heavily fashion based where we were doing back then, like Topshop, Reformation, um, Alexander Berman, more like heavy fashion brands. Early 2010s. Yeah, no, this was, no, so it moved six years ago, so now it's, uh, uh, it was probably like 2014, okay, 15, okay. you know, so that's when I kind of moved there in Miami, it's just started kind of changing up and stuff, and we did a lot of fashion brands around then, and kind of the last year, year and a half, I really decided that I really am interested in the whole health, wellness, hospitality, I like to bop around, so I don't want to be like niched into one market, I want to do a great job for our clients and give them all diversity, because they all can kind of then partner with each other and veer into each other, um, so you don't have to subject yourself into just one bucket, I personally love like health, wellness, and beauty, so that's something I'm personally interested in, so we have kind of started growing more in that sector as well well no I'm, I'm excited we're going to talk about your business but so yeah. with all of your jobs what was the one that like really you think set the tone or like the path for your career was there one that like really stood out to you um, no, cause they've all been extremely different. Like if you think right. about like my time in like in London, I was like, like Condé Nast and I was a consultant for a ton of people. Um, then I moved to the bio was in-house at two like massive stores. I was also like a contributing editor at that time to Harvest Bazaar Arabia. So it's completely different. Um, I have been somebody who's, who's taken a very non-traditional career path. I've never always done one thing for like that long and stuck to it. Right. I like switching things up that does not work for everybody. Um, and then, you know, for a little, little while I was about like why am I like this and I did this thing called human design and this way that categorizes your different personality types and I'm somebody who likes to do something and the next day I might completely change my mind and go in a different direction you know but I finally been able to marry that into something that now works for me um, in the businesses that I currently have so I can't tell you there was one job but they were like each and every job has taught me a different skill set that has brought me to where I am today. So, you know, and obviously working with different types of people, personalities, understanding like how to do a sale, how to close it, what a client looks for, how to speak to somebody, how to get um, a pitch over, things like that have really kind of all come from all my different jobs. Absolutely. I tell people now, like, first of all, what I do right now, not the biggest fan of it, but at the same time, right. the advice that I've gotten is that like every job's going to teach you something like nothing's a time, whether it's teaching you just how to wake up early in the morning or how to yeah. listen to somebody else. Like, you can follow a boss if, if you want to be your own boss one day, like just learning right. the rules. And um, I think you, you get something from everything. So it was a culmination of all your jobs that kind of like led you to where you are now. So. Yeah. And I, I, I'm still ever evolving. You might speak to me in 10 years. I might be like evolved into something else. You know, right. I'm, I'm, I'm ever changing. And I like that about myself before I used to really like fight against that. I'm like, why am I fighting against? It's my natural 
instinct to kind of constantly be evolving and things have just worked out for me always in that way. And I have in the last six years very much been part of like different agencies, um, different sort of formulas for agencies, whether it's a traditional PR agency, a marketing agency. And now I've kind of combined it all into like what I have, like what I call a creative consultancy and why we don't want to be an agency is because we want to kind of like partner up with other people and them not feel threatened that it's adding another agency to their roster. So another thing we have at IHC is we become digital arms to a lot of other um, agencies who don't do what we do and we kind of become that arm for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. But I like that you don't put yourself in a box. Like you're, you've yeah. always, It sounds to me you've always been like fearless and you're like, nothing really is going to scare me. I'm going to go for it. And if I fail, I yeah. fail. At least I, I'm trying. So I, I am very bullish. I was saying that to somebody yesterday, like we scaled and, you know, in the middle of like a recession and a pandemic, our entire company, I brought in two partners who are really dear friends of mine. So I've always been very bullish in my tendencies. And so far it's worked out for me and I've been a huge risk taker. Um, but that's just how I operate. Um, that doesn't necessarily work for everybody, but it's always been like a lot of risk has brought me a lot of rewards. So I kind of like, I'm built like that. What's your sign, by the way? I'm just curious. I'm Taurus and my ascendant is Virgo and my moon is in Leo. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. No, that that makes sense. No, I'm a Capricorn. That's my sign, but um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know much about Capricorns, weirdly. Yeah. No, I don't know a lot about Taurus. I've heard, I know you're very like go-getters and aggressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, Capricorns are super like work, work, work. But I've been told because I literally fall on the day that it changes because I'm between a Sag and a Capricorn. So right. there's like, that's a thing there. I'm not too sure. Um, but anyway, so like I call, I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, all the different roles that you play. And then I know that you went from, like you said, you went from fashion to editor, event coordinator, PR director, consultant, stylist, et cetera. So like how has, you know, over time, I guess, what would be the advice you would give to people that like, I know you kind of mentioned it before, but the advice you would give to people that are just afraid to take that leap into like doing something new. The thing is, if you never do it, you're just going to sit there wondering what if I had done this and the worst thing in any aspect of your life is fear, being crippled by fear or being crippled by the unknown right? And most of us suffer from that, especially today. If you look around how fearful people are of their jobs, if they're going to have a job, how are they going to get paid? Um, Some people are like, you know, have lost their jobs and they don't know how to put a meal on the table. And when you get crippled by any sort of fear, it starts running your life. So obviously you don't have to be as extreme as maybe like I am, but you need to be able to like set yourself free and whatever that means to you and be able to take risks and put yourself out there because you don't know what doors you're closing and turning your back on just because you're so stressed about like, what if this goes wrong or what if that goes wrong, you know? So you do have to have a bit of a positive outlook in life. I'm, I'm big into spirituality. I'm big into like trusting the universe. It does take care of you. And you can only do that if you eliminate fear from your life. Right. I tell people all the time, one of my favorite quotes, I say it all the time, but it's that if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. And so I think that like, hundred percent, you should be a little bit afraid. Like, you know, it's, you shouldn't always play it safe. Like you said, you've taken risks your entire life and it's like led to where you are now. Um, absolutely. Right. So, okay. This is one thing I thought was just like a fun fact. I love you talked about it. So you were named a global glamazon by hello mag India. Um, what was that experience? Talk about what that is. So so that was about six years ago. And that's when I kind of started collaborating with them because I like write for them here and there. And they reached out to me and they were like, we want to shoot you um, for our next issue. And this is back when I just, just had moved to Miami. And it was such a big honor because like, I'm, you know, I'm Southeast Asian, I'm Pakistani. So to get featured in something like Hello India was like really like 
and more from like a style perspective. And that's kind of the press I used to get was just, it, it was so touching. And like, I was so grateful for the opportunity because it opened up doors to, for me in like so many different markets. Like I had lived in the Middle East, but I started getting like more client interest from there. And also from India. So I started growing my, my presence in that. And I've never, even though I've lived in the States, I ever wanted to lose touch with the fact that if you ask me where I'm from, I don't say I'm American. I say I'm Pakistani because that's what I associate with. I associate with my ethnicity more than I do with where I'm born and raised. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, wait, so you said you're back when you're, you said you're hundred percent Pakistani or no? hundred percent. hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, Are mom good. and dad yeah. still there or? No, my mom. So I'm, I don't have a very good relationship with my dad. We kind of don't speak. We haven't spoken in about six years. I'm very open about that. Yeah. I, my mom lives in London. Okay. So, um, I, that's why I grew up in London. So my mom's there, my sister's there. So my family's kind of based in London. So that is my second. So let's also talk about like, are there any really quote, well, I don't know if you want to finish on. So you say your parents, mom's in London, dad, we don't speak to him yeah. right now. But do you go, how often do you visit no. her? I tend to go two, three times a year, but with everything going on, my mom's also not well. So um, she's very high risk. My mom has cancer, so she's very, very high risk right now. So we can't really like see her right now, which is really sad because I miss her terribly. But um, I go and tend to go about two, three times a year. Um, but this year, because of everything going on, we haven't been able to go back home. So okay. Um, okay, so now let's get into Aman Hassan Creative. So this is something, let's talk about when you launched it, what it's all about. I'll let you take over. So I fully went on my own. I was consulting under Aman Hassan IHC um, for a while, um, but I was like working for other agencies and stuff. Last year in October 2019, my fiance finally convinced me and I fully went on my own. I was like, you know what, instead of growing other people's companies and growing the Miami arm of their businesses, why don't I just do this for myself? Because what I wanted to build was very hard doing that for other people because obviously the brand vision and, you know, that didn't necessarily align. So in October last year, I completely went on my own and we started taking off very quickly. It was myself and two people at the time, like very young girls on my team. Mm-hmm. And in December, we got the clients like the Pina Bazaar. We signed Mila Restaurants. We got the Lennox Hotel. So we started growing very, very quickly. And just in March, before COVID kind of fully broke out, I was about to expand the team at that time. And we had like five, 16 business proposals out. And then obviously COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I really kind of took a moment, took a step away and said, what is it that I can do to obviously continue growing my business at a very challenging time in the market like this, but also do something that I'm further even passionate about. So we pivoted completely to digital. We were doing like more like traditional media offerings before. And then I really took that time kind of March onwards to build out the agency, to be more of a digital agency from anything from SEO to building your website, to doing your branding, to um, creating content, um, to running your social media feeds. Kind of, we really took it into that, um, into that end of the spectrum. And that's how I brought in my two partners who are both your friends of mine. One used to work for me at an agency I owned a few years ago, uh, four or five years ago called Style Rack. And the other one is a really dear friend of mine who moved from New York a year ago. So I brought the girls in. And then kind of like from that point onwards, we started getting in all our, our clients had put us on pause for like a month or so, like a lot of agencies clients did. But then as they saw, okay, this is the long-term thing, this is going to continue. And we were able to take their businesses digital they came back in and we started growing out their digital arm of their, their businesses, still making them relevant, still helping them pick up business and get that ROI. And then we started pivoting and picking up more clients in this space. Wow. Okay. So you completely like, I mean, it's, you were offering digital before, but like now this is something you put like your full focus on and that's where you ran. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So we really kind of pushed on that. And we kind of also pushed a lot on our own branding because a lot of agencies 
forget that their own branding and them being a brand on their own is super important as well. If you look at like some of the largest beer agencies around even, right, who deal in the fashion, health, beauty, kind of wellness space, they don't really focus that much on the founders. They don't focus that much on the VPs. They don't really focus that much on building their own brand image. But how are you going to get business in this day and age if you also aren't seen as building your own brand? And that's something I'm very, very pro. And like people are like, oh, you have a social media following. How do you balance the two? I said, my social media is an extension of my company, is an extension of who I am. And I utilize that to kind of tie it all in together. Yeah, I actually wrote like an entire 50 page thesis paper in college about personal branding and like the benefits of it and how like every person, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. I don't care if you're a plastic surgeon or you're, you're you a finance firm, whatever it is, you can build your own brand. Like you said, it's going to help. It's going to actually help grow the company um, if you're putting a face. hundred percent. Hundred percent. Because how are you going to go tell somebody I can do a great job? Of course, you can use case studies and stuff. Growing X brand if you don't even know how to brand yourself. So that's how kind of I see things, and that is a very new age way of thinking and stuff. I think founders and CEOs of a company should have a very strong face and put a big PR push behind them themselves as well, because then they can become spokespeople for their clients, spokespeople for their companies, and that's why people hire you. People hire you because they know you'll do a great job. You know, you you will make sure you perform for them, but they also hire you for your network and. Contacts, and that also comes from doing that kind of self PR. Right. Because you work with so many different kinds of brands. Like what would be like, I guess a general like advice you'd give to like a brand success. Like what advice would you give to people who are like just growing? You need to understand your business model. It can change. It can change next month. You don't have to have it all figured out, but you need to know who you are at your core. So what are your value systems and what are you offering and how are you giving back? I don't think brands in this day and age will survive unless they have some sort of purpose built into them. Yeah. So always approach everything with purpose and then also understand at the core who your business is. Your offerings might change. Your price point might change. Things can pivot by all means. It's ever shifting world, but you always have to hold true to your core values. So make sure that when you're building a company, you know the foundation, the three, four core values of that company or brand or whatever you may be. Is that something you typically see brands struggle with? Is that like not really knowing who they are? Yeah. 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 Because everyone's just like, you know, I think people are shifting from everybody wants to make like a quick dollar Mm -hmm. and everyone thinks they have a great idea, but it's like, okay, if I really stretch beneath the surface, like what is beyond your great idea? Like, do you have, do you have a foundation? What, what the founder, do they have a story? If they have a story, like, is that niche into the brand? And just like a fluffy story, like, oh, I saw this missing in the markets. I decided to do this. And because I'm this, that's not enough of a reason to really take it to press the media. I also think like press media don't just want to cover somebody for the sake of it, right? You really have to have more to you, more layers to you. So I think people need to really spend time understanding at the core why they've started their brand or their company or their product and what they're offering that's different. Absolutely. Um, I know. So out of all your clients, is there one that like really stuck out to you or just something that you're super proud of your team, like a memorable moment or something you guys did? We, um, our team, like where we are today, like and we, we're eight of us are kind of full time right now. So it's, it's really, really nice. We've grown very quickly in the last three, four months. Um, I can't say there's one thing necessarily one brand or something I'm proud of because we're very close to all our clients. I don't pick ever clients and sign people for the sake of signing them. I really have to connect with you, your story, and you really have to make sense for us. So we don't just take on clients, even if we're low on numbers every month and stuff. And we connect then each team member to different accounts based off that. Um, there's no one specific project I'm super proud of because I think we've done a great job at executing stuff for all our clients, but we are launching a 
sustainable silk line, which is PETA approved. And I absolutely adore the founder. She's Turkish originally, and it's called Nilu. And I think she just, her, her product, her branding, her messaging, she came to us and she was one client who figured all of that. I remember sitting in my first meeting with her and being like, this woman figured out her why, her who, her consumer, like everything was on point. And that for me was really, really special. Like, and we're just starting to roll out, obviously, um, her strategy is going to market now. So that, that was really, really amazing. No, it sounds to me like you really also want a relationship with your clients. It's not like you take care of it for me. It's like, they're just as invested as you are. So hundred percent. I think um, another successful formula when you have an agency, you, you are the founder and the owner. People come to work because they want to, because they want to work with you, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Can you hear me? Sorry about that. Yeah, so yeah. people want to work because they want to work with you and they kind of want to have you always involved. So I never just pass off our account to junior account coordinators and stuff like that. I am still very involved in each and every one of our clients. I'm still on our weekly calls. Of course, as I'm getting busier, I will kind of step away in some capacity, but they always know the client has a relationship with me and they can come to me for literally everything. Yeah, that's super important. Um, yeah. Another thing that I love about your team is that you guys, which we're going to talk about with We Are Ren, but you guys are so ethnically diverse and like, why was, and also yeah. you're all women. So like, can you, why was that so important to you? I think there are not that many all-female agencies in Miami really creating opportunities for younger people and mentoring them. And if you think of Miami, it's a very Hispanic market, right? There is not that much diversity. If you look at every other traditional care agency in Miami or even a lot of places there, either white or they're just Hispanic, especially in Miami. So I wanted to create a platform that was different and wanted to do something different in that market. And by chance, you know, we've hired in a very diverse team because I think me, myself, I'm obviously Pakistani. Um, one of the partners now is Colombian. The other one is Guatemalan. So we brought in that kind of diversity base. Like we've also moved girls down from New York. So another thing for me, which was very important, was to hire talent from outside of Miami itself because I think they bring that 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 fresh perspective to things. And being an all-female agency is just a preference of mine. Um, I think creative women together are like a beautiful space to work in. Um, they all We all vibe off each other. We, we really play off each other's energy. And each one of us is very different. So we like have, even within a very small team, people whose strength is digital, people whose strength is social media, people whose strength is pure marketing, people whose strength is pure influencers. And we all are able to like sit on an account together and really brainstorm and get super creative. And I feel that having this diversity in ethnicities also adds to that pool because you can inspire to your own background or your own knowledge or your own upbringing and be like, hey, why don't we look at things from this perspective? I think if you're all just the same, then you're bringing the same perspective to each, you know, kind of situation. Yeah. So it really creates that uniqueness that we offer our clients right now. Yeah, that's amazing. And I really, it's cool because not, and also I think you also, not only are you diverse in your skill sets, but you're also, I think bringing different ethnic backgrounds will also give yeah. you an entire new perspective on like branding itself. Yeah. And that's what it does for us. Like, you know, we look at things with a completely different fresh set of eyes and stuff. And, you know, I've lived in, lived in like the buying uh, in London. So I bring more of like a European edge to things. And if a client needs more of that, I, I can pull from that. Somebody else, you know, some of the girls who lived in New York and worked at different like big um, agencies or like uh, publishing houses bring that sort of fresh perspective. And we're like, listen, we did this at our old job. Why don't we look at things like this? So it kind of adds to that. And that's what really I feel like sets us apart from other people um, in the same space. Yeah. 
Um, it's so it's interesting because I can see how through the whole COVID thing, your brand has or your company has shifted towards digital. And the same way with this entire, you know, Black Lives Matter movement, I think that also touched you in a real way where I think that's kind of the birth of We Are Ren, or at least it stems somewhere from there. And so, so no, actually, oh, okay. it does not at all. Okay, so you uh, people it. think that. Yeah. So We Are Ren came to me. So during like literally the middle of the pandemic, like a small business like mine was also suffering, just like a lot of people's companies. And I'm a applying for like, you know, it was still a very new company. So I'm applying for loans. I'm applying for BPPs. I'm applying for all this stuff. And I'm like, shit, I'm really struggling figuring this out because we are a very young company. I didn't have like four or five years of business to kind of like back myself up and all that. But at the end of the day, I was like, I'm super grateful. I'm a fiance who's working full time. I, you know, my, okay, my clients might have gone on pause and it was very scary and overwhelming, but at least I have a skill set. I know how to get things done. I have a network and, you know, I'll pick back up again. But there's so many women and businesses who don't know where to pick up from or don't even know where to start. And then it came to me, like, I'm really interested, like I said, in health, wellness, and beauty. That whole market is primarily white white consumers and white-owned businesses. Why isn't there more diversity in those sectors? So when I thought of Ren as an incubator, and, I, and at the time I was like, how do I give back to these women? How do I build them? I didn't fully know the idea at that time, but as the next few next few months went on, I said, you know what? I want to incubate women because I don't believe in just writing anybody a check. I really believe in teaching women how to empower themselves by their career, teaching them to have a real skill set and teaching them to be like the captains of their own ship. So no matter what pandemic, whatever comes, you will figure it out. You will evolve, you'll change. These are real life skills. And that's what I rely on, right? So I wanted to give that back. And so, you know, Black Lives Matter has obviously happened. And when I think of minorities, minority women don't have the same opportunities. They don't have the same network. They don't have the same know-how. They don't get the same kind of like skill set. So that's what we wanted to change. We wanted to change that conversation and bring in more diversity into these huge billion dollar industries that are primarily white owned with white consumers and add in the diversity to bring in people who have great ideas, great product, but don't know how to get in front of people. Yeah. What have, so who have you been working with so far? So right now where we are is we're just building out kind of, we just hired a VP into the, into Ren. Like, so we're really structuring it out like a proper company. So we just hired in our VP. We've got a CFO now in place. We just finished building out our marketing deck. We're putting together our board of directors right now. That's kind of getting put in place. And then we're doing a capital raise post that is done. Last uh, quarter of the year, we're going to start going into where people can apply to us. Out of like everybody applies to us and we're going to do it via social media, media outlets, get all like board of directors, advisors, people are in networks to support, get the message out that the incubator is now looking who to incubate. And then based off that, we will shortlist 20 to 30 people. And from those 20 to 30, three people will be incubated between six, nine and 12 months. Okay. Um, plans that we're putting together and each one of the offerings is slightly different and then we'll decide okay do you need seed capital do you just need um, branding and packaging and that done or do you actually need to fully develop an idea into a brand so that's how we're going to go into that that's the second stage of the business right now okay so can people people apply to be a part of this or are you Yes. No, no. So, so that people will apply to us. Then from that, we'll shortlist 20 to 30 people. And then the board of directors will pick who they want to incubate. Ah, I see. Okay. That is so exciting. I love that. So you've taken your own, you know, business a step further by really like helping other people. And I, I really want to empower women of minorities to be able to learn how to run their own businesses. And like, not just like, Oh, here, I have a great product. Like, 
how do you market your brand? Because at the end of the day, if you don't know how to run your own company, somebody will come along and take advantage of you, right? So even though you can hire agencies, consultants, CFOs, whoever it is, you first need to understand your business and how to run your own company before you can get other people involved into it. And that's pivotal to the success of any business, right? So what are you spending your dollars on? What are you not? If you get seed capital, what are you doing with it? What is your top order priority versus not? And that's why also the board of directors that we put together are going to be very influential women in business linked into these different industries, which is health, wellness, beauty, and home goods, which is the four sectors we are going to be incubating from because they will be established in the business so they can teach you the business reins plus launching a very successful brand. So it's a marriage of both. Yeah. And there's so many, you know, there's initiatives out there that like just will give you money. And while that's great, it's also not enough. You need to also, because you can, I can have money, but not know exactly what to do with it or how to invest it properly. Or like blow through and be like, now what do I do? And then you're back at square zero. So you have to be really wise with your with your dollars. You really need to know what's going to move the needle for you. And each person has such a different approach to things. So it's really helping women become CEOs. It's really training them to become a CEO. And how do you do that? And we are also part of like our, our as I'm building out the program right now and how we're going to incubate people. Um, I also want like a whole like CEO training. Like it's not just how you run your company. It's how you are mentally, physically in your own space. If you're healthy, if you're processing your thoughts properly, if you're taking time out to rest, to really take care of you, then you can be really successful as a CEO. So it's not just about like, oh, here's money and I know how to like, kind of like throw this out. A lot of people care of the interview means to you. Yeah. Um, it's so crazy because I feel like you've really taken 2020 by storm. Like I feel like you have just- Fingers crossed. No, you really have. You're, I think you're coming up uh, November or October on your one year with IHC. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be October. So October is our like one year anniversary. Yeah. And, you know, we went from, if you told me back when I started, uh, you know, in, at the time it was just Iman Hassan LLC, now it's evolved into IHC, that I would have a team of eight people full time. You know, we have two consultants, five interns. I would have never believed you. But today, like, I'm so proud that this what we've been able to build and sustain and grow through what is a very difficult year in the world right now. And enjoy doing it. I also don't think my job as a job. There was a time that I was, you know, earlier this year, I was like, I didn't have the right team in place. And I was a little bit concerned and I stopped almost loving what I do. And I wanted to bring the purpose and the passion back to my company for myself. And I really went that extra mile to figure all that out. And this time out in a pandemic was like a blessing and a curse. You know, the blessing was that I got time to really think about my business, what makes me happy and how do I give back in ways that fulfills me um, professionally and, and as a person. So I had to figure out that balance and that's why I was able to take that time and and come, kind of come back out and build the company that way then. Absolutely. And you know what? I think that if your team and you could get through a year like this, I really <laughs> think it's just, no, truly, yeah. I think you guys can, even what you've done so far, like even giving yourself the credit for what you've done so far. I mean, I think it's just setting the tone for what's in the years to come. And I'm like really excited to see what's going to mm-hmm. happen. Um, just to shift gears a little bit more about your personal life. You got engaged yes. not that long ago. Yes, I got yes. engaged in January. So yes. yeah. Oh, gorgeous, gorgeous. Oh, he did well. He did well. Let's, yeah, he did. How long were you guys dating for? We weren't dating that long. We've been friends for about 10 years, not close friends, but we were wow. friends. Okay. We started dating last March, and probably yeah, March 2019. Mm-hmm. And we got engaged after 10 months. Um, but you know, he's known me for 10 years. So the first time he met me, I was married to somebody else. And it kind of like I was going through a divorce, he was getting married. Okay. So you know, we kind of overlapped over the years, and then finally, um, 
in 2018, I went to a dinner. It was like November 2018 and I saw him and I was coming out of a relationship around then. And we saw each other and we kind of reconnected. And then I see you go to New York. At the time I decided I'm not dating anybody from Miami. I'm writing Miami people off. This is a disaster. This is just not working for me. And I was like, I'm going to start serial dating in New York. That is it. I set my dating apps to New York. I was like, I do not give a shit. No, 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 no. No, but at the time I was like, I was so sick of like Miami boys as I called them. So I'm unambitious. I'm I'm like, I cannot take this. So I was like, that's it. I need a New Yorker. And that's what I'm going to manifest into my life. And, um, so I'd go on all these terrible dates and he was my friend and he'd be like, how'd your date go? And I was like, it was terrible. It was just so bad. And then eventually um, the conversation came around and he's like, listen, I really like you. And he actually called me while I was in Tulum for a work trip to tell me he liked me. And I'm like, what great opportunity time. You're going to tell me while I'm on a work trip. And um, he's like, you know, I'd love to see you. And, you know, I've liked you kind of like on and off for many years. And obviously the timing has never quite been right. And I really want to get this chance. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. What do I do about this? And I was actually leaving. So this was on a Sunday. I came back from Tulum spoke to him. And on Tuesday, I was leaving to Florence for a really close friend's wedding at the time. And I called him and I said, well, I'm leaving to Florence. I'm going to see my mom in London after that. So I'll be gone for a month. And he's like, oh, okay. I said, do you want to come to the wedding with me? And he's like, when's the wedding? I'm like, literally this weekend. So he flew to Florence to be with me. Wow. At like a two-day notice. I don't even know how he got there. He had to change like three flights on the way to even get there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've been together ever since. Wow. Did you guys have plans for a wedding or were you're, you're waiting on that? We were, no, we were meant to be getting married in November. So now we're just not gonna, you know what, in a way I've almost believed I have to plan a wedding. Um, I'm just going to sign my, we're signing our papers. We're figuring that out, but we're just going to do that. Just do the formality. And then in a year or two, see if we might just throw a party. But to be honest, I, I'm a planner and I'm OCD, obviously. I, I come yeah. from an events background as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything has to be down to a T for me. Like we've planned our engagement dinner the the weekend in New York that everything started shutting down. So I don't want to, I like these beautiful candles and this little detail. I like literally put details into everything. Everyone's like yeah. giveaways, everything. But um, I'm almost like relieved that I don't have to plan a wedding. It's like a weird sense of relief. A lot of people have been done, but I've honestly been like, great not one more thing I have to put my energy towards I can save for things that really matter and I think um the pandemic showed me that's really the quality of your relationship it's not the quality of like the wedding itself right so it mm-hmm. really matters and and we live together anyway so we're just going to do the formality sign our papers and then see in a year or two how we feel about having a party yeah I think it's I mean I hate to phrase it this way but it's almost like a blessing in disguise because I think you also want to like you also want to enjoy the process of planning your wedding, not like just rushing it or there's like so many things happening. So, you know, and for us, we've already been like married once each. And so I didn't yeah. do something that was just like a, like a wedding wedding, if that makes sense. I was like, I'd rather yeah. throw a party. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd yeah. rather do something which is really fun. So, you know, do the formalities for our families and then in a year or two, figure out like what would we love to throw and then take it from there. I love that. Yeah, you're just doing your own thing. You're setting your own rules. And yeah, yeah I'm excited for when that I know you're gonna make it yeah. like perfect. I already know. I already know. Yeah. I haven't um, figured out what I'm gonna do yet, but I'll get to it. So exciting. So I guess with traveling right now, you started traveling again, which is good. Are there any places that like you're looking forward to traveling in the future or anything you have coming up? We, I would love to go see my mom eventually. Like that's really kind of what I'm kind of prioritizing, but obviously can't go right now. So um, besides this, we're in Aspen till Sunday, heading back to Miami. Um, my in-laws just got to New York and so might go and visit them for a little bit, but that's really it. Like 
we're literally living week by week right now. You know, you can plan something a month out and then you're like, well, joking can't go. So we're not really like um, fixed on anything per se. Um, I wanted to almost move to Tulum for a month and have an office out of there. Yeah. I almost even convinced my partners to do it, but um, I don't think that's a really good idea. But um, yeah, we're just living month by month right now, kind of seeing like what happens. But our primary residence has now become Miami. Before it was supposed to be New York because I was getting married and kind of moving up there, but now it's going to be, it's going to be Miami. Yeah. Just some fun questions for you because yeah. you're like of my fashion, wellness, lifestyle. Yeah. Just so favorite designers at the moment, people you're like loving what they're doing right now, or you're just obsessed with the brand. I love Annie Bang. I've got a lot of stuff from her recently. I really, really like it. Um, there's a sustainable fashion line that I absolutely adore called Amour. I wear a lot of their stuff. Um, absolutely fabulous. I love the founder. I love the way she kind of puts things together. Um, I don't have a set sense of style. So when people ask me like brand related questions, I kind of struggle a little bit because I'm like, I don't buy something because it's a brand and I love it. I like, I see something like, wow, I really like how that looks. And I kind of like, that's kind of more kind of my vibe. So, um, and I always believe in having a really good pair of shoes on or a handbag and you can like play around with the outfit. So my style is also like that. So Love that. Um, what are some ways that like right now, I know you work out, like what are some of your favorite ways that you like are taking care of your mental health right now? Alone. That's really, really important to me. So some of the things I do um, for my mental health is I do a meditation every morning. I spend 20, 30 minutes meditating every single morning. That brings me a lot of peace. It kind of like grounds me. It really helps me get my mind kind of ready for the day and kind of get rid of any anxiety that a lot of us are carrying these days. So that's very, very important to me. I try not to miss any of that. I uh, really love lymphatic drainage massages. Those are kind of the more fun things, side of things I do because mm-hmm. I just love how they make me feel. Um, working out, also, I change up my workouts here and there. I do everything from Pilates. To I have a, um, a trainer. Um, so I kind of like vary that stuff out. And then in Tulum, I actually did a lot of energy work when I was there last. So I saw a couple of healers. Yes. So I saw a lot of healers. Um, I'm big into this kind of stuff. I think energy is, we're energetic beings and everything in the universe is based around energy. So days that I'm feeling a little heavy or stuff like that, I will go see my acupuncturist or I will go see one of the healers I work with and kind of just like let go of kind of like, you know, emotions that maybe I'm not processing or things that might come up that I don't really know where they're coming from. So that kind of stuff is very, personal time is very important to me. And I also do spend time reading. So I try to read like every night kind of before I go to bed. And I have a hard rule, like as a young business owner, you know, you have this constant thing that you have to like be glued to your phone. I try to be like, listen, like I'm not saving lives. Yeah. Everything can wait till tomorrow. I also want a healthy work-life balance for myself and my team. So I tend to like, you know, kind of 8, 8.39, stop responding to kind of like emails and stuff. I'm like, yeah. I mean, it can wait till tomorrow. Absolutely. And I think also too, it's actually going to help you. You're going to like drain yourself out. You know, you, you have to fill up your cup 100%. again. So, um, so you can't go nonstop. Um, that's good. Important. And for me, nothing is as pivotal as getting a good night's sleep. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing can do for you what a good night's sleep can. Yeah. So that's okay. a huge thing. But if um, somebody's looking for, like, I'm a big fan of lymphatic drainage. So mm-hmm. I'm a big, big advocate for it. Big fan of it. Makes you feel great. You can do it at home as well. It doesn't, you don't have to go to somebody. So that's something I love. Perfect. No, I'll definitely have to get on that. Um, and just kind of like to wrap up, like, what is like the plans for like the coming months? Like, what are like the goals for the future? And you hope to see for yourself, for your company, we are rent, et cetera. 
So for IHC, we're just like growing and expanding right now. I really am excited to see where the digital arm of our business goes, um, how many kind of more like unique clients we can kind of work with. We just signed a new shoe brand that we're announcing very, very soon. We're also working with a cut litter brand. So it's nice to see the diversity coming to IHC and us getting recognized for our work to be the go-to digital agency. So that's really nice. I'm excited to see the content arm of us grow out as well. So that's kind of like my IHC kind of a goal. We are Ren. I can't wait to kind of like put in the board of directors and start like get to the process and finally choosing incubates and building their businesses and companies because I'm excited to see what comes to us you know like I want diversity and people we incubate as well but I'm excited to see other people's ideas and learn their businesses and help them grow their company so um because Ren is a very purpose-driven it's a project that's deep to my heart and something very purpose-driven for me so um that's kind of my goal on Ren and Personally, I just want to, you know, get to know myself better, take better care of my own health, really understand my own body. You know, I've been starting a little bit of gut health recently, so I'm just trying to figure that out. I'm also doing a course in nutrition that I'm super behind on, super, super behind on. Um, so hopefully finish my course um, and really just get to know myself better. You know, yeah. you, I think people don't give enough credit the fact that you're always like running here, 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 but do you really get to, do you know yourself? What makes you truly happy? What brings you peace? Because only if you're in that place can you give to others. Absolutely. If your cup is half empty, how are you going to give to anybody else? I say that all the time. Absolutely. Um, no, this year, I think for me, like this year, 2020, like there's been a lot of crazy stuff that's happening, but I actually feel like I've grown the most in myself. I've been able to really self-reflect and be like, okay, what do I really want going forward? Right. And because, you know, I think we live in, especially as, you know, people who live in the city, New York, Miami, like you're constantly going nonstop. And I think this time has just allowed us to kind of really reflect for a second. And so. What has been your biggest takeaway so far, like for, for 2020? Like, what is the last four months like taught you? What are things that you've really kind of learned? Pros and cons. It's so funny. I never had like a guest ask me a question. Um, <laughs> no, I think that, um, I think for me, it's really, I think the, the cons have been maybe just, uh, maybe the cons have been kind of realizing where I was falling short before. Like I realized, I think that yeah. I was kind of, I would spend money like crazy before, if I'm being yeah. honest, I wasn't, I, I would, and I think this has kind of humbled me being really grateful for my dollar, being grateful that I have a job and not always complaining right. all the time. Um, and the pros, honestly, like I've gotten super close to my family during this time. I was never, I used to always say, oh, like I, visiting my parents wasn't something that I was always like the biggest fan of. I would like no. to call them and stuff. But like now that I've kind of actually gotten to be home, I'm like, wow. And I got to hear yeah. really cool stories, like from my parents' childhood that I never knew about before and a lot, my, talking to my grandparents and stuff. So I think right. just getting close to my family has allowed me to grow and kind of help set the tone for like the woman I hope to be in the coming months. So that's beautiful. That's such a big takeaway. And I think more people, I ask you because I think it's so important for people to even hear the host, you know, what her bigger takeaway has been from this year. Cause it's been so different for everybody. I think this year is something we will always remember. And it's mm -hmm. a year that we really had to force to go inward. So I always, I always wonder what, you know, everybody's personal story is. Absolutely. Well, such a pleasure talking to you. And I hope that Thank one you. day we can actually meet in person, whether I'm in Miami or in New York. Um, but I'm yeah. planning to head down later this month. If I do, I'm definitely going to let you know. And thank you so much. I know Recording this has taken me a minute, um, but no, I really appreciate chatting to you and getting to know you and, you know, hoping to meet you very soon in person. So yes, you are such a light. Thanks so much for coming mm -hmm. on. And Thank you so much. Right. Take care. Thank you. Bye.